This episode of The Incubator is proudly sponsored by Chiesi. Do you find yourself juggling multiple websites and clinical tools as you care for your patients? NeoCarePal is a resource providing access to multiple clinical calculators in just one place. To learn more, visit nicuconnections.com backslash NeoCarePal. This is The Incubator, a weekly discussion about new advances in neonatology and the fascinating individuals who make this progress possible. I am Dr. Ben Korsha. And I'm Dr. Daphne Yasova-Barbeau. We are neonatal intensive care physicians. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Incubator Podcast. We are joined today with um, Aaron Hamilton Spence. Aaron, thank you for coming on the microphone. Yeah, thank you, Ben and Daphna. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I'm really delighted to thank walk you. into your lounge. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about uh, where you're coming from and um, what, is, uh, what, is, what is bringing you to the CHNC Symposium? What are you excited uh, to hear about here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm a neonatologist in Fort Worth, Texas mm-hmm. um, at a quaternary care center, and we have several other smaller centers as well. But um, here at CHNC um, and across the board, I'm interested in nutrition right. mm-hmm. um, and human milk nutrition specifically. Um, so that's why I'm here, um, is to hear about some of the collaboration that's happening between, um, I think one of here at CHNC, one of the most fascinating things is just hearing that cross-discipline mm. interaction um, that's happening between each of the focus groups. So they each have their own specific lane, and then they're crossing those lanes um, and generating new new ways to provide better care. Um, I think that's really exciting to hear about it, all these highly complex, um, elite uh, level four centers. Yeah, yeah. They ha- they, it's creating like a web of overlap, yeah. right? And then when the groups partner together, that's really exciting. Yeah. And I think you bring up a good point about how multidisciplinary it is not just across specialties but across you know all of the neonatal professionals in uh-huh. the NICU uh-huh for um, sure I like that I mean that honestly I feel like multidisciplinary teams is where the magic happens yeah. like that's where you have um I learned so much from my therapy partners yeah. from my nurse managers I learned so much from them about things that I haven't considered mm-hmm. that um having this be a conference that includes all of those partners as, as stakeholders to both present and then and then make change and consider um, where your background is, is, I think, is really, really effective. Yeah, we saw that a lot last night at the poster presentation. Yeah. Lots of um, different types of professionals um, presenting data for their units, which mm-hmm. I think is such a 
lovely way to to partner with you know our other teammates yeah, yeah so today's sure. kind of like the nutrition day it is yeah it is yeah yeah we just got to hear amy here talk about um the texas children's experience yeah. um and they certainly break the curve for a lot of us interested mm-hmm. in nutrition and wanting to focus on how to do better practices um like literally their nutrition conference is the standard nutrition conference for neonatal dietitians mm-hmm. um and it's you know I have learned a lot from her and from the yeah. things that the things that they do that are innovative and that are that are ahead of what's about to happen. Is there something you learned so far in the conference that you're looking forward to taking home with you? Yeah. Um, so I'm super interested in the care of post-surgical infants, mm-hmm. especially preterm post-surgical infants. Um, I think that that practice is going to evolve sometime. Uh, in the next five years, I think that that will look a lot different. Um, I love the fellow who just gave a talk on neck totalis yeah. and how that's really a misnomer, <laughs> um, especially because they're not all lethal. Like that's that's a great talk and this yeah, that, concept that the definition is really wrong. Yeah, Darren, I think is yeah, is Dr. his name, and he Dr. presented Dr. that Kim, stuff yeah. at Next Society. We have actually sat down with him and talked about it because it was like you said, it's such an interesting yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, and in fact, I was reminded just this last week. I got a text from a nurse who's. Um, who was involved in the care of the very first neck totalis patient that I was ever mm-hmm. involved in who survived. She's wow. 12 years old. Wow. And like, so I get little updates about once a year around her birthday. And like, she was the, she was the one who, you know, I, we, we couldn't redirect care. She had literally no intestine. Like she had just a little wow. stump of a duodenum and there was complicated social situation and it just didn't turn out to be that were you know we were pushing for withdrawal of care and then there was one moment where it kind of changed and we decided you know she seems to be recovering okay right she's past that inflammatory stage wow. and she's gonna survive she's gonna survive yeah. right. so now what do we do mm-hmm. and we have to reconfigure our whole concept mm-hmm. about it so she's 12 years old yeah. you, what a neat experience are you thinking of post-surgical patients after neck uh, surgery or are you thinking more broadly um i mean uh, very broadly but post-surgical neck patients i right. think are Really unstudied, right. <laughs> really unstudied. Um, in fact, Dr. Harrod um, didn't mention with a lot of detail what she's doing um, to optimize hepatic protection for right. those patients. Um, but I, definitely human milk is involved. Um, mm-hmm. So um, whether it's parents' own milk or donor milk, that's that that probably should be involved. Um, but it's also we're just fine-tuning our the ways we treat these different subpopulations. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And I think and there's a Dr. Robinson who we spoke with this morning is going to talk about uh, IV lipids. Yeah. Yes. So that, that I think yeah. is very pertinent. Here in pertinent. a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. very <laughs> pertinent to yeah. our discussion on the post-surgical yeah, And I think patients. for neck patients, we tend to think of feeding as the insult that we mm-hmm. inflicted on the patient mm-hmm. when in truth, it's such a more complicated pathophysiology. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. when you're talking post, post-surgical patients, we're like, I'm not going to be the one who's going to restart feeds on this baby after, right? And it's yeah. completely mis, uh, misplaced. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I have this anticipation that in neonatology we're we're going to like start to adopt this more uh, holistic approach about food as medicine, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and how do we optimize the the food, right? Yeah. And so that we can maybe not feel like we're, we're the you know, that, that we're the insult that we yeah. that we can really start to heal these um, intestines and these babies yeah for sure i think that we are 
we're, we're it's one it's such a great job right like yeah. medicine we're always learning we were wrong about something and we can do better yeah. um i do think that the preterm intestine um you know has a lot of opportunity to improve and grow and like she mentioned like you know your bowel continues to grow just like your lungs continue to develop so i think that there we will learn both from the cellular level and from the actual you know patient level um how preterm intestines should be treated right. after after surgery, um, whether it's neck or something else, um, because we know so little right, right. now. Right. Right. <laughs> Just a standardized feeding guideline might be a nice start. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they fit in that low risk preterm. These are my this is what I do with preterm infants mm-hmm. um, who are otherwise uncomplicated, and but sometimes it doesn't. And knowing when to adjust and when to shift into that middle lane instead of the fast lane may be there may be actually something that would be very useful for us. That's super interesting. You know, it's conferences like these that make me think about those picky attendings I had when I was a medical <laughs> student and a resident who were like, in neonatology, you only, everything's figured out already and you only treat three pathologies. Uh-huh. I, I feel like I'd like to invite them <laughs> yes, to some yes. of these conferences <laughs> yes. and say, yeah. well, we, we're really just on the, the brink yeah, of, of all of, um, all of the pathophysiology that we treat. Yeah. So I had an attending, um, in at the end of residency. So about to begin fellowship and I did them in the same institution in Houston. Um, so who told me something similar to that? Yeah. Um, he was an infectious disease specialist and he told me, you know, neonatology, it's going to be like the person who ran the iron lung. Right. And I was like, you know, I wish that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Super. (laughs) (laughs) I would be a lot less stressed out about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Aaron, thank you so much for making the time to uh, drop by and for uh, sharing your thoughts. Yeah, nice to meet you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you both. Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. Thank you for listening to The Incubator. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the Apple Podcast website. You can find other episodes of The Incubator and new shows from The Incubator Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the podcast app of your choice. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to send us questions, comments, or suggestions to our email address, nikupodcast at gmail.com, or by visiting our website, www.the-incubator.org. You can also message the show on Instagram or X, formerly known as Twitter, at NICUPodcast. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time. This podcast is intended to be purely for entertainment and informational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice. If you have any medical concerns, please see your primary care practitioner. Thank you.